Welcome to the Film School for Marketers podcast. My name is Mariah, you know Zach, and we have an extra special guest today, Jacob Fernandez, who is a video coach over at Vidyard. Jacob, we are so stoked to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I actually, I don't I'm trying to think actually today how long I've known you, Jacob. So when I first started doing video, Jacob, I clearly remember you were like the first person that I talked to um, and got tips from on what to do. And I don't know where I would be without those tips that you gave me. Um, But Jacob is a expert in the space when it comes to video for sales, one-to-one video, you name it. And so tell us a little bit for people who, I mean, we talk about Vidyard a lot, but who aren't familiar with it as a tool and how overall like people use it. Can you maybe give a little? Yeah. So Vidyard is kind of split into two avenues, marketing and sales. Uh, Typically the tool that we're talking around one-to-one video prospecting is our tool called Go Video. It's a Chrome extension lives in like Outlook, Gmail, and various other systems. But to make it very simple, it's click, record, and share. Whether it's your screen or a selfie-style video, you'll be able to send it via email, LinkedIn, and actually understand how long someone's engaging like with your video content. So it's a very powerful tool, not only for sales, but various methods too, like internal communication and whatnot. But we can, we can dive into that a little later. But it's a Chrome extension tool you can download for free. Uh, vidyard.com slash go video. I would love to start by like, I want to talk about maybe some areas that you see most effective with video and sales, but I know one that Zach and I get a ton of questions on is prospecting. Uh, it's mm. something that your team does. I know it's something you teach clients on. Um, so I'd love to dive into maybe some tips and things that you guys have seen has been really effective uh, with prospecting with video. Yeah. Video prospecting, I think is very powerful, um, obviously from a cold perspective too. Um, typically, we see a lot of BDRs who are prospecting in organizations, and when they're leveraging the tool Go Video, you see a lot of like selfie style videos with the whiteboards, mm-hmm. which is effective. But there's a lot of various and I think more powerful techniques to add more personalization, especially from a cold prospect. Because if you're holding a selfie video and saying, "Hey, Mariah, it's Jacob," hey, you might click play because it's something new. But if you don't know who I am, you know you, you don't know my brand, my face. There's other methods like maybe going on LinkedIn and recording maybe someone's LinkedIn profile page. A, because LinkedIn's a gold mine, right? It has mm-hmm. what people write articles on, what they're commenting, liking, sharing. So it's an easy way to pick up um, something personal on that prospect. Because when you're recording something on LinkedIn for someone, just like if someone's uh, giving you a, an invitation to connect, if they start pitching to you right away, you're like, oh my gosh, here we go. Another salesperson, right? So what you'd want to do when you're recording with video process with go video on a LinkedIn page is kind of make the video as if you stumbled across their account, right? Hey, Mariah, I couldn't help but notice that 10 tips for video prospecting article you wrote. I thought that was great. You know, article X, Y, and Z or number X, Y, and Z was awesome. I, I didn't even think of using that, but Mariah, I wanted to actually do more research on you and I couldn't help but notice your this and that at impact. And wanted to show you how our services can help you and, and go into your spiel. So um, it's an easier way to add a personalized trait when prospecting and make it a little bit more about the prospect and not about you with the whiteboard, right? Adding, putting yourself on camera. So Jacob, uh, for a lot of our audience, you, so you mentioned BDR or, or business development representative or some, sometimes SDR. Yeah. Um, for a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, it, it's actually fairly uncommon to see somebody who's in that role. And instead it's up to the sales reps themselves to do all of that prospecting. How often do you see that working really well? And and do you feel like there's any difference between the way that 
just a, the average sales rep should approach this versus someone who's in a, a you know business development specific role? No, good question. So I think that um, people with the responsibilities of A to Z you know, sales cycles from bringing in the prospect and closing the revenue, I even think it'd be even a better impact because they control the whole conversation throughout when they watch the video to, you know, the discovery call to the opportunity to, to the closed contract. I think that if you're handling it right off the get-go, video is a great way to add a face behind the whole experience of that prospect. And then there's different ways now too, like video isn't just for prospecting because it's a great way to kind of humanize um, your approach when communicating to someone new, because personally, I think video is the next best thing in being there in person. Obviously, if you have inbound prospects and you're going out cold, it'd be perfect to shake hands and have a face-to-face communication. But unfortunately, we're all internet, right? So uh, video from a prospecting is great. Uh, Same with LinkedIn or even inbound leads. Selfie-style videos will work perfect, right? Because they know who you are. They know the brand. So you're kind of putting a face behind uh, the organization. But then, yeah, uh, to answer that question simply, I think it's you're more beneficial if you're responsible from A to Z close as you can control that whole experience by putting yourself out there on camera. Before we even hop off the prospecting, if we do, um, there's a question that I get yeah. a lot from people, um, and that is that they want to know the most effective way to get the most, like to get the greatest number of videos out. Like if you right. are a BDR or an SDR, the likelihood that you have a really long list of people you have to reach out to can be daunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it how do be, I have yep. time to like get through this list and what's the most effective way to do it? Um, what tips would you have around that? Right. Yeah. So my responsibilities right now actually at Vidyard is taking in all product qualified leads. So people who are leveraging our tool for free, sometimes it can be like hundreds and hundreds uh, a week. So one-to-one videos for each person will take up the whole day. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, there's two methods. Uh, one making a generalized video using things like, hey there, or couldn't help but notice that you are doing to really generalize the video. I always use like a selfie style video saying like, hey, I'm your coach. Mm -hmm. So I'll send that to everyone else, but I'll make the talk track really generic. And when you're watching, it's like, oh, it's meant for me, but you may or may not be able to tell that it's not personalized for the individual. And then another service, I don't want to feature pitch about Vidyard because this is just going to be on video in general, but there's things that technology that we can provide is like, um, you have one pre-recorded video, but in the element of the video on the whiteboard, you can actually change the text for each individual you're sending it to. So it'll just take a couple seconds to type in the name for someone, and then that video is personalized to that prospect. And we can give people an example of that actually in our show notes. It's pretty oh, um, perfect. It's pretty wild. It's really cool. Yeah, it's um, cool. You know, it's. I feel like the last couple episodes we've done, we've had this discussion about this more generalized video and this like one-to-many kind of video. And it's interesting because I don't think people talk about that a lot. And one of the barriers of entry that people have to doing this is that very thing. Uh, And I think people fail to understand like the effectiveness you can have with just your choice of words and that people feel personalized. And when people think video, they think, oh, oh, I got to go on the camera. I got to get spotlight. You're actually not (laughs) limited, right? You're not limited to actually putting yourself on camera. If you have video assets that will tell the story of your services to your prospect in a great way, whether it's an animated video or maybe a product demonstration, the reason why I love to use video is because the reporting metrics back. When you send a white paper, when you send a PDF, maybe HubSpot or other services will tell you, hey, someone opened the email. You're like, oh, yeah. You know, they're watching my stuff, but they could have just opened it and deleted the content. But if right. you send a video, it'll report back to you saying, you know, Jacob watched 10% of the video. Oh, 
watch 100% of the video. So you have very good insights to see are people, if, are people even engaging with your content. I didn't even so, think about that piece. And that's like, like huge ROI. Posts. Like people can have yeah. email opens, like vanity metrics. But when it comes to something like that, like you truly know is someone consuming this or not. Exactly. Like imagine, you know, every your SDR manager saying, hey, okay, guys, step two in the cadence, we're going to send this uh, specific white paper out to educate the audience. Why not attach a 20 to 30 second video complimenting that on the reason why this white paper is like is helpful? Because then if they, you know, you see, hey, somebody watched 100% of that 30 second white paper overview, they're going to open up that white paper for sure. Or at least they're hoping to. But you just get a little bit more insight to see if your message is even being heard. Jacob, you alluded to this a little bit in that, which is the resistance to being on camera and instead Mm -hmm. using other video assets. And we had Cody from Drift on last week and asked him the same question. What's, in your opinion, what has been the biggest barrier to getting sales teams specifically to adopt one-to-one video technology and start to utilize it in their, you know, day-to-day conversations? Right. Without results driven, because that's usually changes the path on people to use it or not. If it works, they're going to adopt it because it's going to correlate to more revenue in the company's pocket into theirs. But aside from showing metrics and how effective it is, um, the big difference, I think, is doing something new and putting yourself on camera. Half the time, people are like, oh, I got to write a script. I got to make sure I have this whole setup like I have in front of me. No, like, like I said before, video is the next best thing in being there in person. I record videos as if I'm talking to someone face to face. Like I have a lisp. I say ums, I stutter. So I, I allow that to kind of go into my videos because it, it gives that human element opposed to someone trying to be super professional and like very scripted with the video content. I think the authentic, authenticity of a raw video will go a long way when sending it to a prospect. But yeah, the barrier could be just going on camera, right? And maybe lack of technology. Maybe they have not the right resources too, but everyone's got a laptop now and that's all you need. So being someone who trains companies and, and coaches them through this process, mm-hmm. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because this is a very common thing that I run into when we're helping sales teams with this. From a leadership level, they want to now be able to, to like audit all of that one-to-one content that's being mm-hmm. recorded and make right. sure it's like it's quality and it's representing our brand properly and all of these right. things, which really isn't the case for how they do email content. Right. But you know, yeah. cause it's a new st- thing. They're like, well, you know, we've got, we've got to audit this. H- have you run into that in the past, Jacob? And how do you kind of walk and coach people through that? Yep. No, that's a great question. So when people become customers with Vidyard, all of these, um, Preliminary, preliminary tests of getting people leveraging the tool is actually res- the management's responsibility. So we have a, a loan company, so they do like mortgages and whatnot. So they make everyone do an actual go video coaching internal session at the organization, mm. which then the manager will prove that they're doing the right verbiage and have the right script and vocabulary when presenting video resources. And then they get activated a license on Vidyard. So Hey, we if we're going video, video will tell people to use it as freely as they want, but the responsibility for that organization's branding is up to executives and management of their team, which we have seen various companies actually doing strict um, training. And there's even software that integrates to go video that is an add-on for specific organizations that will actually translate the vocabulary before it's being sent out. So if they do say something out of line, it won't send that go video. So we got tech backing up. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't quote me on who specifically <laughs> it is. I'll have to get that information, but we are having companies leverage tech like that to audit the videos before they do send them out. But if they're not leveraging, because I, I, I believe that will obviously be a cost to that solution, but it's the management before they give them the license, they do specific training. So, so in summary of what you're saying, that the, the more important thing isn't that we're auditing every one-to-one video that's being sent, but that we're prioritizing and getting the right training yep, for exactly. all of those folks so that they know the best practices and they know, you know, what to say and or how to say it or, or what the video should look like or be like in a perfect world. Exactly. Yeah. Because the, the management who's adopting Vidyard for their team know the specific criteria and mm -hmm. scripts or vocabulary that will be effective when leveraging video. So before they can even get the license, they have to make sure like you have to say this because it's going to make you successful and they're not going to frame it. Don't say this to be muddling our brand. They'll just position it as if like, hey, this is what converts and this is what you should be doing before you start with GoVideo. If you were to like take a look at people who are not getting results with video or maybe not that effective with video, is there like a, a common trait that you're seeing of maybe what mm. they're doing wrong that is holding them back from seeing success? Yep, of course. It all depends on your responsibilities and your role. If you're going cold prospecting, I recommend doing more tailored LinkedIn specific videos to that prospect or something personal along the lines when communicating. Um, sometimes it could even be the subject lines that you're leveraging, right? Personally, the best subject line I've used out of like 2,500 emails, it's like a 60 plus open rate is first name. I made this video for very simple, but straight to the point. And then it's about how the video, if it's like I said, if you're cold calling with a whiteboard, a lot of people do it. And I have no shame on that because it's a very creative way, but you can always take it one step further by personalizing your outreach and the length. Sometimes if you mm. just, you're, you're a prospect, you receive a video, it's two minutes long. You're like, oh my God. You know, you're waiting, you're like, I don't even interested in your services, right? But if you make it very short and sweet, 30 to 45 seconds, just introduction, even just something getting the conversation started, not necessarily pitching your values and solutions, I think you'll be effective in that way. So it all depends on what you're saying, how you're presenting the video, uh, and the length of the content. That made me think about the benchmark report that you guys just uh, released. I mean, just did an episode of it, but I'm curious from your perspective, anything that you were surprised by? or anything that you thought was like something that people should really pay attention to both of those actually. Yeah. It's like the, the, the type of industries that are actually really starting to focus on videos changing mm -hmm. and the amount of time and how long videos are, are like almost cut in half. So mm -hmm. it's very interesting to have industries that typically don't have a, a huge media driven content to be now producing video assets. And then the amount of time to get time to value within the videos are like cut in half. So people, I, I think people don't want as much fluff, but they just want like, how does, how does this help me and how can I get it done? Especially like if you're on YouTube trying to fix something, right? Like maybe it's an appliance or something at the home. You don't want to watch a 30 minute video. You want to like a hey, step one, step two, step three, just to get the job done. So I think the, the industries that are really starting to pick up on video is, is very positive because again, it's the next best thing in person and it's such an engaging way to educate the market um, and just this, the, the time of videos. One thing that surprised me, and I'd love to get your perspective on this, Jacob, is based on the findings of the report, there's a very small percentage of companies that are actually tracking ROI mm. of their video efforts. Right. So I guess my first question is, why do you think that's the case? And what is the ramification of that, especially for companies who are adopting one-to-one -one video? 
no good question. So I think that companies that are not leveraging the ROI in their video assets, it's most likely just an educational. Maybe they don't know the tools that can actually prove the results of your video resources. Because I can imagine that billion-dollar industries who are spending money on video is not a cheap budget. So just to put content out there, maybe for virality or just getting specific views or educating the market, if you're not putting a, a name to a view, you're losing potential inbound leads to actually, you know, follow up with and start a conversation with because we, we do integrate with all these marketing automation platforms that will do the work for you. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure. why. I'm personally thinking that it's just an, an educational standpoint. They just don't know video marketing platforms exist or they don't know the value that a hosting solution like Vidyard can provide to not only internally, but external content as well. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I would, I couldn't imagine spending $10,000 on a video and then not understanding, like, <laughs> did it work? Right. Even if like you get a hundred thousand views on a video on YouTube, big viral, right. And let's say a video automation or video marketing platform can generate 10% of those views to identified viewers. That's 10,000 leads that you're missing out on. So yeah, I, I have no clue. I think it's just people don't know that solutions like Vidyard can provide that kind of insight on their content. It's, it's almost as if perhaps they don't anticipate that there will be anything to track right. or a way to track the stuff back. So, you know, you invest in a trade show, you'll know when the, these leads come in, well, where did you hear about us? So we heard about you at X right. trade show. Okay. So now we can track ROI back to this investment in this booth right. that we have in this trade show. But perhaps people either don't anticipate there being a large return or don't know that it's actually even possible to do it in an effective right. way. No, great, great thing. Because now, like that, that was probably the big issue with trade shows, right? Big conference, thousands of people coming by your booth. Who are they? Oh, we actually got the lead scanner now. We're going to scan your badge to identify them. That's what a platform is doing. It's going to scan who's watching your content coming inbound. Now we know where you came from, what you watched. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just about uh, adopt, uh, educating the markets on how far you can go with these services. 10 out of 10 analogy, by the way. That was yeah. perfect. <laughs> I think I, off the top. No, but I think that's how, <laughs> I think that's how uh, it's going to change. It's just because like, if you start educating the marketing uh, teams of these companies and saying, hey, like, you guys have a total of like, some companies have like 2 million total views on their YouTube channels. And maybe just think like YouTube's enough. You know, we have basic insights. We know what the demographics watching, where they're watching it. But if you're telling them, I can tell you who's specifically watching, that might kind of get happy years on and, then they'll start evaluating their solutions. Because, yeah, maybe it's just people think that, you know, YouTube is good, Vimeo is good, you know, it's just out there, people will find it. Sure, but when you're leveraging a YouTube solution, keep in mind it's the second largest search engine in the world. So when you're having and hosting your video solutions on a, a public uh, hosting platform like YouTube, you know, suggested content will pop up. You know, you're learning about a specific industry and Maybe now a cat video is going to pop up, your favorite music <laughs> video, or like worst case, a competitor pops up, right? So being able to have and bring people to your website and control, take control of the buyer's journey when they're educating themselves on your services is where you should be doing because that's what a video platform will do is have this content live on your website um, and there's going to be no distraction because then you can pull in things like calls to actions after the video. So, hey, you know, book a demo or download this white paper, but... That's going into the marketing side of things. <laughs> so speaking of the marketing side of things, <laughs> there you go. let's say I'm a, a marketer that's listening to this and I get it. Like I understand one-to-one -one video. Mm -hmm. I, I, I realize it's important. I know it's going to help us build trust. I know it's going to improve our conversations 
and lead to more sales. But when I go to my sales team, I say, hey, there's this great technology now that you could send videos and they don't get it. What would you say to me? Like, what would be my next best first step to help either get buy-in or train them on the tools or like, what should I do next? Yeah. So if the marketers get no buy-in from the sales guys, like how do you convince them? Yeah. Well, I think that salespeople will really benefit from having like pre-canned video content. 20, 20 bucks says that this company has a YouTube channel and that these sales reps are actually pushing people to YouTube to watch some educational content. So if you can just have a very easy resource where people can just pick and choose video assets and send it to them and then understand who's watching that content without having to put them on camera would be a bonus because they're in Salesforce already. They're in HubSpot sales and CRM. And to go on your contact and understand if they watch your criteria, your, uh, your videos you're sending them, I think that'll give them a thumbs up. They'll be like, oh, okay, I, I can actually know who's watching my videos. I'll see how long they're engaging in the content I'm giving to them because I think that's one way. And if, if frankly, like I tell them like, it's going to give you better response rates. You're going to understand who's watching and you're going to book more meetings because you know, you can tee up things like a calendar after the video that they watch the book time. So once they just see it in their hands and, and start using it and when they get the feedback from their prospects thinking, wow, this is totally new. This was great. I think they'll get excited to adopt a, a video solution. So in other words, show them specifically how this yeah. directs back to their, their sales process, exactly. what they can anticipate the result to be, and then show them the how and how easy it is to make these. Exactly. Yeah. And, and not even just sales, the same with like customer experience, right? If right. the sales guys have specific um, things to follow up with, with their prospects, like they're going to send them a YouTube link or they're going to send them a white paper anyways, attach the video because you'll know if they even engage with that content. So I, I think insight on letting them know who's watching is is number one thing. And this is a, it'll change the experience. It'll be way more humanistic. They'll really enjoy that you're sending them specific content that's actually going to educate them, opposed to just sending like white papers. So, but white papers are, are good too. Like you can't complain because it does have crucial information, but you just have no insight to see if they even engage with that content. So I've had this conversation with Zach like offline a little bit. I think because like we're in the world of one-to-one video, we start, we think that like, oh, like all of these people are using it and like mm-hmm. more and more people are adopting it. So is the whiteboard and sharing my screen on LinkedIn, like all, are all of these things in like the year or so to come going to be used by a ton of people and we need to like step it up mm-hmm. and do something new yeah. and crazy. So like, what are your thoughts on the future of one-to-one video and like maybe ways to kind of get ahead of stuff like that? And where do you get that inspiration to be outside of the box? Right. Yeah. So I, I totally understand. And that's why we're always trying to just recreate the wheel and how we're going to represent our brand to our prospects too. So yeah, yeah, like whiteboards could be the new email marketing blasts, right? Like <laughs> it could get dried out, but um, we have, we're doing things like now maybe you can do this on your phone, right? Yeah. So imagine like you're a traveling sales guy, you're like, Hey, I'm outside your office. Just want to say hi, like being very creative like that. And, and, and I, I don't think a whiteboard issues that's not an issue. It's just what you're saying in the videos to really add value towards your prospects and really aid and help your, your, uh, even your existing customers too. Of course, like, like I said, if, if we could all just meet up anytime, anywhere and just talk and discuss solutions that our services can provide like one-to-one meetings, there'd be no point in video, but we have to have a creative way and a digital way to communicate educational pieces and value. So yeah, um, it, it, it could be doing more creative things with a whiteboard and maybe throw it up in the air and catch it. Like, who knows? <laughs> but uh, um, video, I don't think it'll die out just because no. 
there's uh, in 2020, they say, well, like, or 2021, like 80% of all online traffic is going to be video. So it's just going to be more relevant. So people may have to get more creative or more personal when making this video content to really stand out. It's interesting. There's something that you said that I was like, wow, actually that makes all the sense. Like, I, I feel like I try to talk to, to people about this as well. At the end of the day, like doing video when you're not doing video is going to give you something, but for mm-hmm. you to have the greatest success or be the most effective that you can be, it's all about your message and the value yeah. that you're bringing to the table. And that really could be the dif- differenti- differentiator, excuse me, um, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, if more people adopt it, that people just have yeah. to be more creative in that sense. That's why people still cold call. That's why people still email market. It's just because it's all still relevant. It's all still effective. Video is not yeah. like the next best thing. It's just another tool to mm. make sure that you're representing uh, your values correctly to your customers and prospects. So it's like we we are cold call heavy here at Vidyard. Like honestly, like when when I send a video to someone, right? And I always have like a hey, my calendar's at the end of this video. You know, pick a time. Yeah. I see that they watch that video, right? And they don't book a time within five minutes. And I know, you know, Mariah, watch 100%. I'll call you. Hey, Mariah, it's Jacob. Uh, I'll play dumb. I'll never let you know that I know you watched it. But be like, hey, Mariah, it's Jacob. Just want to follow up. I sent you a video not too long ago. Oh, Jake, I just watched your video. Oh, really? Like, it's a perfect tool to really break through the ice when cold prospecting, too. Just because if you tee your message up with the video, okay, they know your face. They may know what you're representing. And then if you connect with them on the phone, it's, you're just going to get a yes or no quicker, which is all BDRs, all account executives want to know. I'd wow. rather... See- you tell me right off the bat, sorry, I'm not interested. Perfect. Sorry for bothering you. Opposed to like poking the bear 12 times. Hey, you know, hey, you interested? Like, do you want to chat with me? So it just pairs it up appropriately with your wholesale strategy. So we've talked a lot about one-to-one video in general and best practice and stuff like that. I do have a question about the product because obviously we're very pro go video over here at impact. Mm. And uh, we we think it has everything that, you know, anybody could possibly want, but I'm just curious from your perspective, Jacob, like how does go video stack up some of the other things, other competing options in the industry, like soapbox Mm. and loom. And as I mentioned, bomb bomb and other companies like this, Uh, where do you see? Yeah. Like where do you see go video fitting in there and how do you really stand out amongst all those? Right. So, GoVideo is very simple to use. It's just like most of these recording tools, it's click, record, and share. But when you get into a professional level, like this is where Vidyard stands out is like, okay, now when people are watching your assets, it's your organization. That whole page is, looks exactly like your website. So we're bringing people directly into your ecosystem where each link on that page, they're viewing your content, will redirect you back to your organic website. So it, we don't have any branding of our organization where our competitors will have or lack of personalization with their paid experience. Um, and then we we live and breathe in multiple like um, tools like a sales loft, HubSpot, uh, Outreach, right? We're, we're the go video tool, the video tool when communicating via email. And there's lots of, I don't want to feature pitch here, right? But yeah, it's just, we, we bring you into your uh, own branded experience. You have a whole library of assets. So you're not just limited to the video content you're, perfor- you're personally recording. And the metric is, always push to the individual user, but then back into the system you live and breathe as a sales rep or any other um, user of specific platforms like Salesforce, HubSpot, the analytics are pushed directly into those solutions. So I think it's just understanding, okay, like we make it very simple to choose the resources that you're sending. We make it very um, simple to brand the page and have everyone live and breathe your brand when watching your content. And then we just make it very simple to send and distribute and track the content as well. 
And you get a personal video coach free or paid. I'm always here to help. So nice. I don't think a lot of our people, uh, competitions are doing that. And Vidyard's customer experience is probably the best I've ever seen at any organization that I've worked at. We, we literally hold your hand until you're ready, good to go and swim on your own, right? So uh, I think our customer service team and launch process is top notch. Yeah, and that's not just... Uh that's not just sales speak. That's actually like yeah. backed up. If you look at review sites on like G2 crowd and trust radius and things like that, yeah. people rave about the customer experience they have with Vidyard. Yeah. We have a saying called winning with experience and that's only from our customers. If our customers are good working the tool, right. And it's winning results that they've expected. That's only going to benefit us. And, and, and we are a customer centric customer. Empathy is actually one of our things. Like we are all here for you to succeed and we have all the resources put in place whether it's you want to learn how to kill it with the free tool, you're going to talk to me. When you're a customer, you actually have a whole team backing you up to make sure that you're getting the results you need. So, All right. Well, Jacob, as we bring this episode home, we've got a new tradition here at the Film School for Marketers podcast. I feel like I'm on hot ones. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I draw a lot of inspiration from Sean over at Hot Ones. Yeah. So we're going to play a quick game. This game is called Just a Minute. And I'm going to give you a thing or a phrase, and you have to talk about this thing for 60 seconds as if you know it. Okay. You can tell a story about it. You can try and sell something to me. You can do whatever you want. There's no rules. You just have to talk about it for talk a minute. Talk about a minute. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. And uh, today I'm going to give you a phrase uh, that is relevant to video. And you can go wherever you want with it. And your phrase is, oops, I forgot my SD cards. All right, starting now. So what I should probably be doing is leveraging my phone as it's one of the best video recording devices on a mobile application. Forgetting your SD card is not a problem. Just because when you record with your phone, you can always push it to a cloud solution and you can pick up that content and edit later. But if you do forget your SD card, you can go to various places in Kitchener, Ontario, like Best Buy. You can go to Henry's and you can even go to Staples to pick up cheap services. But forgetting your SD card is not that big of an issue. You just might have to go back home and get it, you know, especially if you're not on a time-restricted uh, video project. But if you are, no worries. If you're on a time-restricted video project, you should most likely leverage, or if you're a professional videographer, use your backup DSLR camera. And if you're not, well, you might have to rely on your neighbor or knock on some doors to actually get a specific video camera. But forgetting your SD card, it is a pain in the butt, especially when you go on vacation with friends. I've forgotten SD card too, and you have to leave your nice camera in the apartment when you're in New York City, and you're gonna be you're gonna have to relate to your <laughs> phone to take not the best pictures, especially if you have a uh, an Instagram that you're trying to you know publish with your local lens photography. Not a plug there. Uh, so All right, I'll stop you there. You've got a minute and fifteen seconds. Very well done, Jacob. That was a Very minute well. fifteen seconds. Wow. A minute and fifteen seconds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was top. great. Hey, off we put top. you on the spot and you just rambled off the top. It was perfect. To be honest with you, I thought you were going to say, hey, no SD oh, card, no problem. <laughs> Up on go video. Fly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, who brings your laptop outside? Oh, I guess, yeah. You can use your mobile application for go video if I don't help. That's uh, what I oh. thought you meant, though, when you were talking about your phone. I was like, oh, he means the app. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I did. I'm Vidyard. I met the app. All right. no, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jacob, we really appreciate you coming on the episode today. We're a big fan of yours, a big fan of Vidyard. If the folks want to get connected with you and see what you're up to, where can they go? LinkedIn, Jacob Fernandez. I think it's Jacob Fernandez 93 if it's like the direct link. 
or jacob.fernandez at vidyard.com or download Go Video and I'll most likely reach out to you with the video. <laughs> That's probably yeah. the way. Yeah, there get some go. coaching from Jacob. He, Like he said, if you want to kill it with a free product, Jacob is your man. So we're yeah. going to drop all that stuff in the show notes. Once again, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you for yeah, having me. You. This is really fun. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm happy also to do, do it again. part two. Yeah, there's yeah, so exactly. much to uncover. Yeah, Yeah, man, come back for part two. And until we do part two, all of you listeners and watchers today, hopefully you got a ton of your questions answered about one-to-one video. We're inspired by the things that Jacob and the team at Vidyard is doing. Uh, To learn more, make sure you check out the show notes and make sure you tune in next week for a brand new episode. Like, subscribe, do all those things. We love them. And until we see you next week, keep learning. Keep learning.